Thank you for joining us today on the Annex Podcast, hosted and presented by the Building Christian Fellowship. At the building, we build our faith, hope, and love in Jesus by having a real, relevant relationship with Him. And what better way for us to get closer to God than to learn more about Him through His Word? We pray you enjoy this message. We thank you for what you've done, for what you're doing, and what you're about to do. In the mighty, magnificent, and matchless name of Jesus, we pray. And the church said, Amen. Amen. You guys give God a praise. Amen. Thank you, worship team. Praise the Lord. I feel like I've been gone for three months. And only been gone for what, four days? How long has it been, babe? Four years? For like four years? Praise God. God's doing amazing things in his kingdom. And I just thank God he's given me the opportunity to go to different churches and fellowships to see how he's moving at other churches. And I'm here to tell you, with all the foolishness that's going on in church, there's some true stuff going on in the house of God. Not just at the building. I've, I've gotten opportunities to visit uh, just recently, within the last month, two churches in Fairfield, preach at two churches here in Fairfield. God is moving in those churches. Maybe not the same way he's doing here, but it's that same spirit, that same sweet spirit uh, that is moving through these churches uh, up in Seattle and New York. God is moving, and I just want you guys to be encouraged because uh, we're going to start seeing, and, and this is not a prophetic word, but the Bible speaks of it, there's going to be a great falling away. And we're starting to see the beginning of it. You're seeing people that you never would have thought walk away from God. You're like, man, but, you know, these, these songwriters, these prolific songwriters and different people are, are, are that we're, we're basically holding up in high, these high regards of being saved and sanctified, and they're just literally turning their backs on the gospel. And it discourages us. It's discouraging, amen? That's why you got to keep your eyes stayed upon Jesus Christ, the author and finisher of our faith. I'm sorry if I got a best friend that decides he wants to be a drug addict, I'm not following him. Come on, <laughs> Come on you guys. Hey, look, I looked up to you, but you did something stupid. You can be stupid all by yourself. Stupid wants company. Don't you be its company. <laughs> you guys turn your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. Don't you guys start getting into a theological debate with me on this message. <sighs> Just receive it. <laughs> it's the word of God. Ephesians 5, 17 and 18. Therefore, do not be unwise. But understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine, in which is, dis which is dis dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. No, there's not an S on there. Be filled with the Spirit. It's like, okay, I don't drink wine, but I drink Jack Daniels. Okay, Jack Daniels is, a, is spirits. <laughs> yeah, fíjate que dice que se llene esto me sueña como un 
Expandimiento. I want you guys to notice it said, be filled. This sounds like a commandment to me. The scripture says, be filled with the Spirit, not acquainted with the Spirit, not touched by the Spirit, but be filled with the Spirit. Cuando mi mama dice que nos vamos en diez minutos, está listo. Esto significaba estar listo. When my mom said, I'm leaving in 10 minutes, be ready, it meant be ready. You guys getting this? She didn't say, get ready, be ready in 10 minutes, and you take 15 minutes to get ready. I want you to also notice that it said, and I just said that a second ago, be filled with the Spirit, not spirits. Now, there is a difference. Ahora hay una diferencia. Me gusta lo que dice la versión amplificada. I like what the Amplified Version says. It says this. Therefore, do not be foolish and thoughtless, but understand and firmly grasp what the will of the Lord is. Do not get drunk with wine, for that is wickedness, corruption, stupidity, but be filled with the Holy Spirit and constantly guided by him. Now, I want you to notice something. I want you to put this together before I continue. It says, therefore, don't be foolish. Don't be a fool and don't be thoughtless, but understand and firmly grasp what the will of the Lord is. I get so many times as a pastor, people say, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what God's will is for me. It's telling us right here. It's saying to be filled with the Holy Spirit and to be guided by him. It's his will. We make it so difficult. If we are filled with the Spirit of God and guided by him, he's going to guide us where? Into all truth. You don't have to ask another man what God's will is for you. It's in the Bible. Entonces, seguían la Escritura, so according to the Scripture, si es lo que me llene, whatever I'm filled with, que me guíe, I'm guided and led by, que me gobierne, I'm governed by, que me influye, is what influences me, influye in me decisiones, influences my decisions, influye in me uh, dirección, influences my direction, y finalmente influye en mi destino. And ultimately, it influences my destiny. I'm talking about being under the influence. Bajo la influencia. Ahora, no tienes que levantar la mano o decir amen. Now, you don't have to raise your hand and say amen. Pero algunos... De nosotros aquí estamos muy familiarizado con la DUI. Some of us in here are way too familiar with the DUI. When we think of a DUI, we all think of a person driving while under the influence of alcohol or some type of drug. Amen. La razón por la cual conducir bajo la influencia es ilegal. Es porque las progas y el alcohol perjudican su juicio, reflejos y raciones y tu visión. 
The reason why driving under the influence is legal is because drugs and alcohol impair your judgment, your reflexes and reactions, and your vision. Now, I know some of you guys in here, I think I'm talking about specifically drugs and alcohol, but there's one gateway drug that has a tremendous influence on all of us in here, and that's our flesh. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, this is spiritual, this is not an AA class. <laughs> Being under the influence of your flesh will cause you to make decisions based upon money, careers, dreams, passions, and most of all, emotions. Being under the influence of your flesh affects your judgment, it affects your reflexes and your reactions, and your vision. How does being under the influence of your flesh affect you, and especially your judgment? When you're led by your flesh, you will make decisions that will take the path of least resistance. Many of us as Christians always like the easy road. How can I get spiritual faster? If I had a pill right now for you guys to lose weight, would you guys buy it? We don't realize that we always want the results, but we don't, we're not looking and focusing on what we become in the process. And when we make decisions based upon our flesh, which means I want something now, then we'll end up worrying about getting to the end and not who we're becoming before we get to the end. See, God, God with us saints, listen to this very carefully. When Paul said at the end of his life, he said, I have run my race. He stayed the course. He kept the faith. It wasn't about him getting to the end. It was about what he was becoming as he was getting to the end. Because we're all supposed to be conformed in the image of Christ. It's a process. But our flesh doesn't like processes. I want to be in shape, but I don't like going to the gym. So many times, and I'm telling you right now, we want to be in shape, but when we go to a building that has many floors, it's the first thing we look for. The elevator. But we talk about we want to be in shape because we want to get to the elevator easy, I mean, get to the, the upper floors the, as fast and as easy as possible. Right? But it can't be like that with life. I know like with us at the church, I know we had an opportunity to take the elevator. And I remember specifically the Lord said, no, because you can take the elevator, you can have a large church, you can have all these different things, you can do this and skip these processes, but at the end, you're not going to become what I want you to become. I see these guys, these, a lot of guys are getting these implants. And they look like the real deal. They skip the process of becoming swole and being di diagnosed with swoliosis. <laughs> they have the appearance of being strong, but when it's time for that strength to happen, they don't have it. Come on, that's just, so that's like you have a big church, and it looks like it's anointed, and all the things are, are, look great, but when it's time to really, when, when persecution hits the church, or when you are in a lot of trouble, or when you need a word from the Lord, they don't have it because they didn't go through a process. And when you're in your flesh, you'll refuse to go through the process. When you're led by your flesh, we also make choices that look to get 
the immediate reward. Look, I'm just going to do it so I can get it now. You know, do you guys realize that that's what fast food is all about? I know my wife meal preps, and it's probably been one of the hardest things she's ever done in her life. Why? Because you got to go out and shop. You got to prepare food. You got to cook. You got to get it all ready. But it would be much easier if she just ran over to Taco Bell and got a chimichanga. Come on. But you want the immediate reward. I want it now. Any of y'all got kids? Come on, you know they be wanting it now. Now. Not, not now, but right now. Listen, listen, don't, I'm not going to look at anybody when I say this. Because we're led by our flesh and we want the immediate reward, that's why we get into debt and have bad credit. We're spending next week's money today because I want it now. I can't wait and save up for it. Got quiet. Okay. <laughs> when you're led by your flesh, you make decisions without thinking of the consequences. Last week, we talked about the issue of abortion. Do you re- Listen, I can tell you guys, I can tell every person in here how not to get pregnant. Y'all are laughing, but literally, people don't think about that. They literally think that I have to have sex. You don't. They're like, Pastor, it's a Sunday. But because we do things, because we feel like doing it now, and we do it, then we go, oh, man, I forgot that if I have sex, then I could get pregnant. You ain't thinking about it. You're thinking about now. You're thinking about pleasure. I'm thinking about just dealing with this flesh. There's a saying back in the day I used to hear all the time, people, they get so drunk, they they have beer goggles. You guys know what beer goggles are? You guys all saved? Too saved. Beer goggles basically means you're so drunk, you don't care what anybody looks like or what it looks like. You You see through these drunk eyes. Yeah, (laughs) that's as far as I'm going to go. Well, there's flesh goggles, and it makes you see that the grass is greener on the other side. Your flesh will make you think that everybody else has something better, not realizing the reason why the grass is greener on the other side is because it's fake. And because the grass is greener on the other side, you'll leave one commitment for another, never considering the damage that you'll leave behind. Why there's so many, so much adulterous affairs going on. Because people don't see that what's in front of them, they're always looking left and looking right. They're not grateful and thankful for what they have, and they start looking at some, at somewhere else, and because their flesh wants it, or because there's something going on, they're going to go to the other side, never considering the damage that they do to their families, to their friends, to, to their children, and, and it doesn't matter anymore because it's all about being under the influence of their flesh. Being under the influence of your flesh also uh, affects your reflexes and reactions. You know you're under the influence of your flesh when you hear the word of God and your first reaction is to reason your way out of not doing it. If I sat down and told, and I got, this is one of these messages I just can't look at people. Under the influence. 
I'm not supposed to turn my back, but I'm going to say this. So when somebody goes to you and says, hey, look, God wants your all, that means he wants your time, your talent, and your treasure. He wants your time, your talent, and your treasure, which means that you need to be spending time in the house of God, not just on Sunday. You should be here serving. Then your talent, because some people in here got some great talents that could be real. Some of you guys in here are carpenters. You guys could be next door doing things. Uh, some, you know, electricians, whatever. You could be next door doing things. Some of you guys got the gift of cleaning. You could be doing stuff in here. But once I say God needs you, we start coming up with just immediately, immediately. We start coming up with these thoughts. Well, you know, I'm just so tired when I get off of work. I commute. And da, da. That's your flesh. And then when the pastor starts talking about tithing, it, you just did. See, it just happened. It just happened. I don't even have to. I'm not even prophetic. I'm, I'm, I can see. It's old covenant. That's under the old covenant. I, I don't have enough money. I don't do. I don't, we, we make a thousand excuses to disobey what God's word says. We'll even say, well, it doesn't say that. Well, that's your interpretation. And lastly, being under the influence of your flesh affects your vision. When you're under the influence of your flesh, every dream and plan you make is all about you. I know there were some things that in my life, even as being saved, that I wanted to do. I was like, man, this is what I'm going to do. I want to go. I want to make six figures. I want to save up some money. I got land in Virginia. I'm going to move to Virginia. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And this is what I want to do. And this is what I want to do. And the more and more I started surrendering my life to Christ and stopped being influenced by the things that I wanted to do, the Lord began to show me what he wanted me to do. That's a big problem for a lot of us because we have our own visions. We have our own dreams. We've been taught since a child that to come up with a dream. What do you want to be? What do you want to do with your life? What do you want to do? And, and then now all of a sudden I got to give up my life and God says he wants all. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm not ready to do that. That's, a, that's for a pastor. Those are for people that work in ministry. No, that's not the truth. It's for all of us that follow Christ. The scripture that I read earlier where it says, be filled. The will of the Lord is for you to be filled with the Spirit of God, to be led and directed by him. Amen. God wants you under the influence of his Spirit. He isn't talking to pastors. He isn't just talking to ministers or deacons. He's talking to all of his people. When you're under the influence of your flesh, your vision is all about you. You can't see anything but yourself. I, 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 I. Apostle Paul explains the issue of being under the influence of the flesh in Romans chapter 7, verse 15. He says, for what I am doing, I do not understand. For what I will to do, that I do not practice. But what I hate, that that I do. This is one of the most confusing scriptures in the Bible. Because you're trying to figure out, like, Paul, wait, wait, Paul, what are you talking about? Paul says, what I want to do, I don't do. And that that I don't want to do, I end up doing. And even though I don't want to do it, and when I do it, I feel bad about it, he just goes on back and forth, and you're trying to keep up. And then at the end of it, he says, I got this war going on in my members. Because my flesh, because no, no matter what, I'm surrounded. You can't escape the, the, the influences of your flesh until you die. Paul, one of the most spiritual men in the Bible, wrote the book of Romans, wrote most of the New Testament, 
is telling you even I struggle with being under the influence of this flesh. Now I'm done talking about being under the influence of your flesh. Looking back at the scripture, the command says, be filled with the Spirit. Being filled with the Spirit means you're led, you're guided, and you're influenced by God. When you're under the influence of the Holy Spirit, you'll be able to do things like this. You can lay your hands on the sick and they will recover. You can cast out demons in the name of Jesus. You can open up blinded eyes. You can say to this mountain, be removed, and it shall be done. If we take a quick look through the Bible, we will find people that operated directly under the influence of the Holy Spirit. We see that Abraham, while he was under the influence of the, the Spirit of God in Genesis chapter 2, God told him he, uh, uh, Abraham was able to look. When he was getting ready to sacrifice his son, he looked at everybody. He said, just wait right here. Me and the lad will be back. That's faith. Moses, while he was under the influence of the Spirit, was able to divide the Red Sea and lead the children of Israel across dry land. Joshua, while under the influence, was able to fight the Battle of Jericho. David, while he was under the influence, was able to kill a lion, a bear, and a giant. The three Hebrew boys, while under the influence, were able to go through the fire and come out not even smelling like smoke. Matter of fact, they were so led by God, they said, I will not give in to my flesh. I will not bow down before your God because my God is able to deliver us. And even if he doesn't, while under the influence, on the day of Pentecost, 120 Galileans came down from the upper room and captivated those of other nations because they were speaking to them in their native tongue. They asked the question, what? Does this mean they were operating under the influence of the Spirit of God? If you are under the influence of God and under the influence of the Spirit of God, you'll want to go out and tell people about Jesus Christ. And God says, look, if you're under my influence, I'm not going to let language be a barrier. Oh, yeah, see, you guys didn't catch that. There comes a time that you're going to be the only person to speak to somebody, and they don't even speak English. But if you are influenced and governed by the Spirit of God, he will give you the gift of speaking in other tongues, and you will witness to them about the goodness of God in another language. It's in the Bible, the book of Acts, chapter 2. All this sounds good, and all this is exciting. All this is motivating. It will cause you to say, I got to make sure I'm under the influence. Being filled with the Spirit is more than speaking in tongues, saints. It's more than shouting and it's more than dancing. (laughs) Being under the influence, we can find that in Luke chapter 10, verse 19, it says it it gives you power over the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. When I'm under the influence, look, can I just deal with something? And, And I'm not trying to make anybody feel bad, but you know there's a lot of times that people will come across unclean spirits, things moving in their houses, like, dude, that should, something's up. You get this feeling Am I the only one that's ever happened to? And see, we, get, we, get, we have fear. We get fear because all of a sudden something moved or something supernatural happens around us. And fear sets in. But if you're filled with the Spirit of God, the Bible says perfect love casteth out all fear. For God is love and God is the Spirit. So if I have the Spirit of God in me, then fear is not allowed to come. Even though he may raise his ugly head, I know that I have the power over all that of the enemy, and by no means can the enemy hurt me if I'm led by the Spirit of God. You don't need to call the pastor. 
You don't need to call the deacons or the ministers. You got the same spirit of God living in you that I have living in me. All you got to do is stand up with the authority because you're confident that you're filled with the spirit and go, in the name of Jesus, I cast you out of this place into dry places right now. Leave and depart. But if you ain't filled with the spirit, you're going to be one of the seven sons of Sceva. <laughs> God has given us the power to submit to God's will and his authority. Being under their influence will cause you to do things even you don't feel like doing. <laughs> when you're under the influence of the Holy Ghost, it will cause you to love those that despitefully use you. See, we don't want to hear that part. I want to do miracles. But what about the rest of what the Bible says? I can't love on anybody by myself that, likes to, that, that takes advantage of me. I don't like people to, to, to take advantage of me. Anybody else like that? You know, you know, that person always comes to you when they need money, and then if you don't give it to them, they try to make you feel bad? The person that uses you for what you got, but anytime you need them, they're not around? But when you're filled with the Spirit of God, God will help you love those people. It will cause you to put your arms around those that talk about you. <laughs> It'll cause you to pray for those. That despitefully use you. Woo! That's the spirit of God. Listen, I need you to understand something just real quick. We'll talk about forgiveness another time. But just you could love on somebody, and part of loving somebody is confronting them and telling them about their foolishness. Somebody tries to make you feel bad, you rebuke them. Look, look, I've given you money a hundred other times, and then this one time I don't give you money. How dare you? How dare you? Try to make me feel bad for not helping you. Matter of fact, that's witchcraft. Look, I love you. Come here. Let me pray for you. I'll give you, for instance, in the Bible, when somebody needed money and they didn't give it to them, and Paul, Paul looked down and says, silver and gold. Peter looked down and said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I do have I give unto you. That's what we need to do to somebody that's always doing stuff like that. Look, silver, gold, cash, Credit card, uh, Venmo, I don't have that right now, but such as I do have, I give unto you. Rise up and get out of that curse of being broke. Start tithing. <laughs> when you're under the influence, it will cause your light to shine before men that they will see your good works, which will glorify your Father in heaven. Being under the influence will cause you to compel people to come to your church. When you're under the influence of the Holy Spirit, it will cause you to be obedient, it'll cause you to be humble, and it will cause you to live right. When you're under the influence, it will cause you to come to church, it will cause you to show up to for prayer and for Bible study. I'm looking at my time. Okay, I, I got to get on soapbox, just so you, guys, so you guys know, okay? I don't get paid according to how many people come to prayer. So the reason why I'm compelling you to come to prayer is for you. I just wanted to put that out there, just in case you thought that, you know, it's like more people we get to prayer, the more somebody gets paid or something. I don't understand why people wouldn't come to prayer, but yet when they get in trouble, they call for prayer. 
Pastor, will you pray for me? I'll pray for you. But when you come to prayer, you come, it's, we call it prayer gym. You come and work your prayer muscles. Like, man, I'm kind of embarrassed to pray around people. It's a perfect place to be. You come and you learn because there comes a time, I think you guys are saved, that we should be talking to our creator all the time. And there's a time as saints that we should be going around praying for our friends, for our neighbors, for our family, and not one of those quiet, okay, I just prayed for you. Sometimes people are going to need prayer when they're in some terrible situations, and, you, you, it, and you're the only Christ that they're going to know. That you're, you're the bringer of peace because peace is in you, and you're going to be able to have to release that peace at some point. When you're under that influence, you'll be able to grab somebody's hands and not worry about what you sound like or what you look like or how holy it's supposed to sound when you pray. Come to prayer gym, Tuesday, 6. When you're under the influence of the Holy Spirit, he will teach you how to judge wisely, how to control your reflexes and reactions, and how to cast your vision. John 14, 26 says this, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything that I have told you. Being under the influence of Jesus will cause you to sit under your pastors and serve them. Was I supposed to let somebody else preach that part? When God wants to get you under his influence, he uses pastors as vehicles or rather a vessel to pour into you. Every person in the Bible that we look at and admire had some type of authority over them. Moses had Jethro, Joshua had Moses, David had Samuel and Nathan, and the 120 uh, had the apostles. The apostles had each other. They all had people that they submitted to. The problem is with the church today, we want everything from God, but we don't want to submit. You can't, just submit, you can't submit to something that's not there. And I say that because people say, well, I submit to God only. I ain't submitting to nothing else. Well, you can't submit to God because you can't see him. So God says, if you're going to submit to me, you can't get through me unless you come through Christ. And Christ was the body of God. He, he's God in flesh, so we had a body. Now that Christ is gone, the body of God, God is gone. He's now seated in heaven at the right hand of the Father. Where's his body at? We're sitting in it. We're called, the church is called the Corpus Christi, the body of Christ. So to serve God, we serve what? His body. To get to God the Father, we come through Jesus Christ, his body, the body of Christ, to get to the Father. You can't just say, I submit to you, God. You come to church, and when I say submit, listen, please, listen. Submit is not a dirty word. This church is a good church. When you submit to your pastor's authority, God, I'm about to get to the scripture, but God said, I will give you pastors after my own heart. It, they're gifts. And I'm not just talking about me. We have, we have pastors here. We have a board of pastors that are here that will guide you and lead you into knowledge and understanding. We did not just become pastors because we wanted to. Amen. Jeremiah 3 and 15 what it says, and I will give you pastors according to my heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. But you can't receive knowledge and understanding from somebody you don't submit to. As I bring this to a close, Hebrews chapter 13, 17 says this, 
Obey those who rule over you and be submissive, for they watch out for your souls as those who must give account. Let them do it so with joy and not with grief, for that would be unprofitable for you. I could stay at this scripture for a long time. Obey those who rule over you, not just your pastors, but everybody in authority. Police officers, government officials, the sheriff, your teachers, the principal, daycare workers, your boss. Obey them that rule over you and be submissive. That means submit to them. For they watch after you. Now, this part is about pastors. They watch after your souls. I watch after your souls. What does that mean? I pray for you. Before we come in here, we're praying for people. I hear from people all week. I visit people. I counsel people. I talk with people. I, I try to guide you and lead you into all truth. I'm trying to show you what, how, what it looks like to live for Jesus and to be filled with the Spirit of God. That's what my job is. But I would like to do it with joy and not grief. What grieves a pastor's heart the most is when they pray, they spend time, they keep giving you truth, keep giving you truth, and because you refuse to submit to the truth, you're not really submitting to me, you're submitting to the truth that I'm giving you. And because you refuse, you keep going down the same path, you keep going through the same stuff, and it grieves our heart. I hate to see people failing in life because they just won't listen. As your pastor, I must give account for you. And if you're operating under the influence of the Holy Spirit, you are able to do it. Uh, we're able to do it with joy. And that's profitable for you. But if you're not under the influence of the Holy Spirit, it'll cause your pastor's grief. If you cause your pastor's grief, you can hinder your own blessings. If you cause your pastor's grief, you will hinder your deliverance. If you cause your pastor's grief, you will hinder your breakthroughs. You see, it's important that you operate under the influence of the Spirit of God so that you don't cause your pastor's grief. If you want to have life and have it more abundantly, then you need to come under the influence of the Spirit of God. We must be D-U-I, directly under the influence of the Spirit of God. This means walking in the Spirit so you don't fulfill the lust of the flesh. It means denying yourself, picking up your cross daily and following Christ. It means going, uh, it means I'm going to love my God and his church with all my mind, all my heart, and with all my strength. It means I'm giving God my all. There is no plan B. Do you know, you guys always start off, you know, they always tell you to have a backup plan in everything, right? You need a backup plan, just in case the first one fails. Well, there's sometimes you need to burn bridges. When it comes to following God, there is no plan B. It's plan A, which means all. All. You know why my, my wife and I's marriage works? Because I ain't got no plan B. There ain't no plan B. You stuck with me.
this is it. This is it. Three times in my life I said, this is it. When I gave my life to Christ, that was, that was, my, that was my prayer. I wasn't in there going, God, please come into my heart. See, I know a confession is made, but I just remember I'm not going back. I ran to the altar and looked at the, the pastor that was there, a visiting pastor, and I said, this is it, man. This is it. I'm burning bridges. I'm not going back. There is no going back for me. Second time I said it, I was walking down, holding this woman's hand. Walked down from the altar. We're walking down the altar, and this part of my mouth was touching this ear, and this part of my mouth was touching that ear. And I turned to look at my bride. And I said, this is it. This is it. Ain't nothing else. Now, don't get me wrong. We've had some troubled times. We've had some, some times that I myself have acted a fool, but this is it. And the last time I said this is it is when the Lord called me to the ministry. Say, God, this is it. I'm not, I'm not going back. I'm not going to work. I'm giving everything and all that I have to serve your people. Plan A means give it all. If you have a plan B, front door's open, isn't it? If you have a plan B, you know what that B stands for? A stand, plan A means for all. Plan B means backslide. If you've got a plan B, you're just planning a backslide. <laughs> That's all you're doing. Because if you have a plan B, you can't give your plan A all. You can't give it everything. You always got this just in case. God wants your all. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verse 14, For as many that are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons the children of God. God wants you filled with his spirit so that he can guide you and lead you into all truth. Amen? Amen. Stand to your feet. That's all the time we have for this episode of the Annex Podcast. But we encourage you to get connected with us by downloading and using our TBCF app today. Or you can visit our website at tbcf.life. That's tbcf.life. Until next time, thanks for stopping by to the Annex Podcast.